Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 135, Getting It Right. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So in today's episode, I want to talk about something that I see all the time and that um, I haven't really articulated in this way before. And we'll see how this goes. <laughs> you might get to the end of the episode and say, she still didn't articulate it, but I'm trying, I'm trying. So um, it's kind of this distinction between getting it right, meaning a way that we sort of go into things with an idea of how it should go and how we we want things to go the way we want them to go, or we want to feel the way we want to feel. And that looks like something that we, that our mind kind of creates ahead of time. And, and then because our mind said, oh, you shouldn't feel shame, or you shouldn't feel afraid, or you shouldn't have that disagreement. Because our mind makes that up, we go into life thinking that's true. And so we're we're trying to get life to match the idea that our mind created. So wanting to get it right the first time uh, or, yeah, get it right versus, um, and these are not necessarily true opposites, but I just want to set it up uh, this way, versus what we might call just fumbling through, doing it, just being in life, doing your best, and bouncing back. So the the first way that this came up, this comes up again all the time, but just recently I was uh, hit with a few illustrations of this within a single day. And that's how most of these episodes, by the way, come to be. So Someone in the school will be going through something and then I'll hear it somewhere else and hear it somewhere else. And it's like, okay, let's, uh, there's something here to talk about. So how it initially came up is a, is a woman so understandable. So such a common situation. She had, um, she had a date night with her husband and she was excited. Everything was going great. And she brought up a topic, uh, on their date night that didn't go so well, that led to a fight. And so the next day, the next morning, she's saying, why didn't I just keep my mouth shut? Why did I bring it up? I, I kind of knew better. So she sort of knew it was, a, it was a touchy topic that may or may not lead in a fight, lead to a fight. But, um, but she brought it up. She said it. They had the fight. It is what it is, right? But the next morning, she's looking back saying, how, how can I stop doing this? I need to stop bringing stuff up that I sort of know better uh, that's likely to lead to a disagreement. Like, what's wrong with me? Why couldn't I just keep my mouth shut? Why did I see it and act on it and do it the way that I did it? How is a bigger understanding of who we are and how our mind works going to prevent this in the future? This happens all the time, all the time with habits. When people come into this conversation and they're struggling with a habit um, of any kind, some of the most common questions are around, you know, how do I, how do I see my experience, my thoughts, and my feelings, and all of that, in a way 
that will prevent me from from following through on my habit. So when I have this huge urge to go drink or to go buy something or whatever, how do I, what they want to know very specifically is how do I feel that feeling and not follow through on it anymore? Now, of course, of course, right? I mean, it makes so much sense. The woman wants the fight to have not happened. She just, she, she, especially because the next day she's beating herself up for it, saying, I knew better. What's wrong with me? The, when you're in a habit, you want to not follow through on those feelings. You want to not get deeper into it. So of course it looks like we need to find a way to prevent this. It's all about prevention. It looks like we need to cut it off at the pass. When you're feeling afraid, this is where it came up uh, also on the same day with some new coaches. Super vulnerable, super brand new situation. These new coaches are stepping into something that they've never done before that they're going to be doing with other people's feelings on the line. You know, they're going to be coaching people for the first time in front of others, watching and observing them. Like so much stuff is going to come up. But but there's this natural, I, don't, I shouldn't say it's a natural tendency, but there's this habitual way that a mind will say, whoa, I'm feeling way too much fear or shame ahead of time about what might happen and what might go wrong. I'm feeling all this stuff how do I prevent this feeling? How do I, how do I make it? What can I see? How can I view this so that this feeling doesn't even come up because I don't want it here? And again, of course, of course, that's how it looks. We want to cut it off at the pass. We just don't want to deal with it. We don't want it there. So it's all about preventing what we don't want. And it's all about yeah, trying to trying to find a way what's beneath that if you really look at it and really hear this, what's beneath that is this is how I want my experience to go and life isn't giving me that. So how do I make it different? How do I change things so life will give me only only what I want, only what I'm okay with. And when you say it that way, <laughs> I know it's a uh, pretty obvious that that's not going to happen. Do you see that? It's, it might sound like a bit of a leap. Like we might listen to these scenarios and say, well, of course, of course, the binge eater says, how do I, what can I see so that I don't even start the binge? You know, the, the partner can say, what can, what light bulb is going to go off so that I don't even step into the fight? The coach is going to say, like, how can I see this so I can just try this new craft without all these fear and shame and all of the stuff that comes up, of course, when we look at it in that context. But again, when we take it out of these personal stories and just kind of see what's really going on, it's a bunch of human beings saying, I don't want this experience. Give me another one. And I don't know how to do that. I, I, I tried that myself for lots and lots and lots of years. And I just don't think it works that way. So. The alternative, and again, of course, it's not this perfect opposite or perfect alternative, but the other side of this that we can look at is what if what if you can't control it? You're going to feel what comes up. You're going to start the conversation with your husband if that's what you see to do, and he's going to have whatever reaction he has. Um, 
you're going to fall into your habit and get into it at times. But what if we put the focus not on prevention, but on resilience, on the fact that you're free to do anything. You're free to feel anything. You will anyway. (laughs) Again, like we can't control life, so we will feel and do all kinds of things. But, you know, what's been so huge, really early, early on for me, what was so huge in this understanding is the fact that we are always bouncing back. I didn't know that. I thought I fell in a hole and now I have to work super hard to dig myself out of a hole. But that's not how it works at all. We might, you might be working super hard to dig yourself out of holes, but you don't need to be. We fall in a hole. Everything in our design, everything in nature bounces us out of that hole. We just have to see that this bounce is happening and go with it. And that's what we don't do so well. You know, we don't recognize the bounce back because we're caught up in what we did wrong and how we can prevent it next time. So the woman on the date night, you know, her husband's mad and now they're in this disagreement and the date night's ruined. Well, every single moment, every single moment from the time she opened her mouth on is a brand new start. I mean, in any moment, everything in her mind is is wanting to just keep on moving. All thought is wanting to keep on moving through. New stuff is coming up. Even, I'm, I'm assuming, because I do this all the time in my relationship, even as she's partway through the sentence that's going to lead to a fight, she's knowing, oh crap, this isn't, I shouldn't have said this. Like, this isn't going well. <laughs> and And it's huge to see that even while we're saying the thing, even while you're starting to step into your habit or you're feeling all the fear and shame or whatever, there's something there and it's us, it's our resilience, it's our nature, that other other kind of sense that we have often that's like, well, this wasn't a great idea or now what are you going to do? It's there at some point. And and we can always go with that. We like, and it's not a choice we make, but it's it's more about seeing that that's happening naturally. I don't want to. I don't want to say this as if it's, you know, you you just stop mid mid course and you make a different choice. It's not about us doing any of that stuff. It's when we see that we're naturally bouncing back all the time that we're naturally, we are designed to be having brand new thinking and brand new ideas and seeing things more clearly in literally every single moment of our lives, then we turn toward that. We get it, we get kind of attuned to it. We hear it, we see it. But before we know that, we're so focused on just the surface level of what you just did or said or felt and and we're caught up in our theories about that. Oh, I ruined the date night. No, you didn't. You said a sentence. You said one thing, and now he has he's having a reaction. That all happens in like what two seconds? I mean, nothing's ruined. But when we think it is, it kind of is. <laughs> and then we wake up the next morning thinking, I gotta I gotta not ruin things next time. Well, you didn't ruin things this time. You know, you just didn't know that you were bouncing back right away. So. I hope you can kind of feel the difference in that. It's like 
I know prevention is such a huge thing, like in health and in so many things, and it's great. So I'm, I don't, in this scenario, I'm kind of making prevention the bad guy in a sense, but it's more about control, really. Like we can't control what we say and what we do and what we feel, and it's such a mess to even try. So you're not going to prevent things from showing up, but we can do so much better. We have so much better available. We just get to let anything show up. We get to let things come out of our mouths when they do, and we get to bounce back. We get to see that it's always changing and moving and and we'll naturally kind of course correct and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Or, you know, let's start this. Let's start over again, you know, or whatever it is. We can feel these huge feelings and know that there's something on the other side of them. And then we get really bouncy. We get really resilient where our bounce back just happens so much faster because again, it, it already wants to. The only reason that we we don't feel as resilient as we could is because we don't think that it works that way. Our mind is keeping us in the problem because, oh, I messed up and I need we're looking toward prevention already. You see that? So so she slept all night and then woke up the next morning and came on the forum and is like, I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. How is this understanding going to prevent this in the future? And I had to say, it's not, I, I don't know, but you're doing it right now. Like there was no problem. You, it's done and over with. It has been for 12 hours. You get to kind of see that new stuff's showing up. And of course, the irony, and this is always the way this works, is that as we see our bounce back, as we let ourselves naturally bounce back and we notice that resilience and we we end up being so much more in the flow of life and this natural flow of life where we're not trying to prevent or, or control anything. We're simply responsive to new stuff showing up and it's always showing up. That does something for our ability to, to notice that, that uh, argument float through your head and keep your mouth shut next time. <laughs> you know, it's not, or to feel in the case of a habit, to feel your cravings and urges and all of this energy rising up, but there's space there. There's space there because you're you're in the sense of knowing, okay, well, stuff comes and stuff goes. It's just moving through me. So it does help on the prevention side, but not the way we think it's going to. You know, it's not that prevention becomes a non-issue and when anything becomes a non-issue, it, it gets much easier because that's just how, how we work we're made of health. So uh, if something is an issue, all that means is we have a bunch of thinking about it. So when anything in life, we see this over and over again, food and weight is a huge thing. When we stop thinking and worrying so much about what you eat is when it just becomes natural. It's a non-issue and everything just works out because your body's designed to, your body's been trying to do that the whole time. Our head has just been coming in with its issues and trying to fix things. So when anything becomes a non-issue, everything gets better. And so the whole prevention piece becomes a non-issue. We just see that that we'll just make it through whatever comes our way and everything rises, everything gets better. So I, I was asking my husband last night um, for some examples of this that aren't in kind of the psychology realm. Um, 
and what I mean is like examples of things. I, I was like, okay, what are some things in your life, in his life, which is like sports, cooking, I'm totally uh, stereotyping my poor husband, but like sports, cooking, uh, and fixing stuff, <laughs> building stuff. Like, are there any examples in that or nature? Like, are there examples you can see there of something where you can't possibly get it right the first time? You can't, you can't prevent and you can't shape it to begin with. You kind of just have to go through it and do the best you can and know that you're always bouncing back and seeing new things in the process. Because that's, I mean, I think that's how all of life works. And so I was thinking of like um, skiing, maybe um, like downhill skiing. I'm not a skier, but they look like they're going really fast. So I'm guessing they're not able to avoid every little hill or bump or, you know, whatever. I mean, if they can, they can. But for the most part, they're going to get knocked around and they're going to hit some rough snow and and that's going to happen. But it's more about you just regain your balance and you just go right back in it. So I hope that makes sense. It's like a, just a bouncing back a natural resilience rather than figuring out ahead of time, okay, and then I'm going to veer left and then I'm going to veer three inches this way and two feet that way. Like that's not going to happen. So, um, and you skiers are probably cringing right now. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just how it looks when I see it on TV. So, um, so what he said was, um, was around, and I'm not sure this is the best example, but I'll give it, was around uh, like in the NFL draft, um, they spend, and he as well, spends months and hours and hours upon hours making predictions about these football players that are going to be drafted, right? Like where their strengths are, they go to this thing called the combine. I have to watch it all the time. Like it, it's like everybody's they're having to run and jump and they're being timed on everything. And then they take mental tests and they do all this stuff to try to predict, you know, how well a, a new football player is going to be. And he said, even for all the hours and time and effort and everything that goes into that, um, there's kind of just a, also a general rule that rookies are going to suck. Like rookies just no rookie, no matter how amazing they were as a college player, no no rookie almost never comes out and is just absolutely amazing. Like, because you're a rookie, like you're just, you have to go through it. You have to learn these things on the job <laughs> as a professional player, I guess, in order to get to this, this place where you don't suck. So, so I was asking him more about this and I guess the biggest thing and that's it's not their running and their jumping and their knowledge of football or any of that stuff. He said there's this there's all no again I don't know what I'm talking about so forgive me if you know football very well but I said there's all kinds of little tricky plays like tricks that happen basically and you know where it looks like somebody's going one way but then they fake and go the other way and all the stuff that that seasoned you know NFL players can do. Um, and do do all the time. And rookies always take the bait, meaning they get duped by all these little trick plays and little moves. So they're constantly taking the bait. And I love when he said that phrase, like, oh, that's exactly what we're talking about. We kind of, we kind of take the bait, you know, like, like my friend who got in the fight with her husband, like her mind 
went there and she, you know, we take the bait. We do sometimes. We have this urge or craving for our habit. And, and when we don't see too much around it, we take the bait. Even when we do see a lot around it, sometimes we take the bait. That's what we do as humans. But so he said, there's no amount of classroom learning. There's really even no amount of practicing with your own team on the field. Like, of course, they do the best they can to try to try to get the rookies up to speed. But it really takes a year or so or more, who knows, of playing um, professionally and taking the bait over and over and over again to kind of just start to bounce back quickly and see how this is going. And they're just learning in real time. And then I guess there's this whole like second year leap thing where by the second year, they're doing so much better because they've learned and seen just from doing it, not from learning it outside of context, but just from actually being in these games, taking the bait, falling for it and, and seeing that they can bounce right back. And then, then they start to predict things. And it's like this space opens up where there's a new level of seeing what's happening that goes on. In the beginning, it's just blinders a little bit, you know, but then their their vision widens and they see all kinds of new things about to happen and what might happen and where this guy might go. And everything just kind of up levels from there. And again, I don't know that it's the absolute best uh, thing, but I was grateful that he played along and he was excited that I was listening to football talk. Um, and I think it kind of is. I love to take the bait phrase, you know, because that is what it feels like. And again, we all think like, when am I going to stop taking the bait? And we can't just stop taking the bait. We need to take the bait and then see, oh, look what happened. But it's okay. I'll bounce right back. Oh, I took the bait again. Oh, that's okay. I'll bounce right back. That's how, that's how things get easier and better. And we live in a place where we step into less holes, fewer holes, more and more without having to think ahead of time, I have to make sure I don't step in that hole because we can't do it that way. It'll, it'll just never work that way. I think of um, coaching people in the past or now through like grief or like through a breakup or something, you know, and I back when in my earlier years of coaching, I feel like I was always coaching people through breakups and, um, and everybody wants like, well, it's, what's the shortcut? <laughs> like, like, what's the way out of this? You know, what can I see? How can you, what mindset can you give me? Like, how can I see things so that I'm suffering less? And, you know, you kind of, you kind of know, you kind of come to see whether you're in it yourself or as coach, either way, when, when it's your life too, you kind of know, yeah, there's there's a lot of thinking going on here and maybe we can I can help point that out to you and you can see things in a slightly different way, but that might give you like a 5% boost at best. What's really going to change things for you is just waiting. <laughs> like just time, you know? I mean, when you're going through a breakup, we know like life takes care of it when you're grieving, like life takes care of it. It will not feel the same way a month from now and six months from now and a year from now. Just won't, especially with a breakup. I mean, usually we come, often people come completely around to where they think that's the best person in the world to 
hating that person's guts at some point. Like things are going to change in big ways. And it's not about putting on the right mindset and helping it along. That might be a little bit of a Band-Aid, but what happens is just life and time takes care of it. And, you know, I think, I think it's really interesting to look at that in the context of this too. Like we want, what's the thing that's going to make me never do this again or never feel this way again? And really what we're looking at is like, why don't we just dive into whatever shows up, the fight, the fear, the shame. Now I know why we don't, because <laughs> we don't like it. It's scary, but what if it isn't that bad? We just dive into what's there with absolute knowing that we are so bouncy. The minute we're, we're in what our mind calls a hole, what our feelings say is a hole and we shouldn't be here, we're naturally already in the process of bouncing out of that all the time. If we knew that, there would be absolutely nothing to fear. We'd dive headfirst into life and we'd learn so much, so much through the process of just being in it that I don't know, I don't know how things would go, but it'd be pretty, pretty awesome to see. So, so, so different than feeling like we need certain things to show up to begin with. There's nothing to cut off at the pass. There's nothing to get right ahead of time. We just get to kind of flow and be steered and, and bounce back all the time. It is that time of year again. The Little School of Big Change spring course begins on March 1st. And that's just two weeks from today. The school has helped thousands of people find freedom from habits, anxiety, and way too many things for me to even list. It really gives you a completely new way to view yourself and your issues and how life works. If you want to hear about the school directly from the students who have gone through it, please check out the replay of the webinar we did last week. It was amazing. Several recent grads were there to share how the schools help them in terms of eating and drinking habits, anxiety, self-esteem, so many things. So you can find that replay at drjamiejohnson.com slash LSBC stories. And I'll put that link in the show notes. I would love, love, love to have you in class to personally support you in just two weeks from now. Love to see how things change for you. Head over to littleschoolofbigchange.com to pre-enroll.